0: This is the Roast and Reason podcast. Join your host, Andrew Boyer, as we explore the world of specialty coffee. So grab a cup of your favorite coffee and let's dive in. Welcome to Roast and Reason. Hello, friends. Let's spend some time together today talking about coffee flavors or coffee tasting notes. The last episode of the Roast and Reason podcast, we talked about the process of coffee cupping. And as a brief review, coffee cupping is the standardized process, how coffee is tasted in the industry. In that episode, we talked about what cupping actually is, why it's performed, and when it's performed in the industry. I really hope that some of you have already given this a shot. And seriously, you know, invite some friends over, couple, couple coffees, discover them, have some fun with it. Um, and so once you start doing that, the cool thing is, Now you can really narrow down what kind of coffee you like. Maybe you like coffee from a particular region. I personally tend to gravitate towards African coffees. Some of my favorite coffees of all time are from Ethiopia and Kenya. Um, Maybe, though, you prefer a milder or lighter body coffee, like a Central American coffee. Everybody has their own tastes, right? And you can really figure out your tastes by trying more and more coffees. Maybe you like the clean, crisp taste of a washed, processed coffee, or maybe you prefer some fruity flavors and whiny flavors that you get from a natural processed coffee. The only way to find out is to try and taste coffee. In addition to figuring out what you like, as you try more and more coffees, you start to expand and define your palate. And so you start to notice subtle differences and subtle flavors in coffee that you didn't notice before. So that brings up another question here. What flavors or fragrance notes might you encounter in coffee? And when we talk about this, it's similar to wine. One of the most common drinks that coffee is compared to is wine. And I do that a lot here on the podcast as well in terms of the differences in processing and growing the two different plants and tasting the final beverage. So just like in the wine world, wine geeks and sommeliers will talk about things like the legs on the wine and the mouth feel and different flavor notes. Like maybe a Pinot Noir has more berry notes like strawberry or raspberry, whereas a full body cab has more deep notes, tanniny notes, things like leather and tobacco. That doesn't mean that there's leather or tobacco in the wine. There's just subtle notes in there that differentiate it from other wines. That also means that that doesn't mean that it doesn't taste like wine. It's still wine. It tastes like wine. But as you drink more wine, there are just very subtle taste differences from one wine to another. Same is true in coffee here. Co- your coffee is still going to taste like coffee. That's not what we're talking about here. But there are subtle flavor notes that differentiate one coffee from another. And no, I'm not talking about artificial flavors or artificially flavored coffee. Please don't ever drink flavored coffee. It's just gross. And coffee in and of itself has an incredible number of naturally occurring flavors in it. And if your coffee doesn't taste good and doesn't have a lot of flavors in it, you're drinking the wrong damn coffee. So I'll I'll get off my soapbox here and we'll get back into... The flavor notes or the agreed upon flavor notes and taste notes that you might come across in coffee. There's this association called the Specialty Coffee Association. They created a resource for this. It's called the Coffee Tasters Flavor Wheel. This tasting wheel is iconic, and you may come across a poster of it in a specialty coffee shop or online. You can actually buy uh, posters of this of this online. The Flavor Wheel is color-coded, and it has a number of different potential coffee flavors that are organized into different categories. So there's fruit category and floral and nut. So while this thing is iconic and pretty to look at, it's also old. The Flavor Wheel was developed in 1995, and for 20 years, it literally was the industry standard and didn't change in 20 years. This was updated in 2017. So, very recently, professionals in the coffee industry updated the flavor profile that is commonly used or the lexicon that is commonly used and accepted in the industry. So, the flavor wheel was officially replaced in 2017 by the World Coffee Research Sensory Lexicon. It's a 55 page PDF covering all of the potential aromas and flavors that you might pick up in coffee. You can can find both of these online. Um, The Flavor Wheel, you can just Google Specialty Coffee Association Flavor Wheel, or you can go to the association's website, which is sca.coffee. The new sensory lexicon resource can be found by Googling it, or just go to worldcoffeeresearch.org. I will also link to both of these resources in the show notes for this episode on RoastandReason.com. So you can find them both there as well. That's probably the easiest way to find them. Both of these resources are industry standards. Their main purpose is to serve as a standard lexicon so that all coffee professionals and coffee geeks are essentially speaking the same language. So this is like a dictionary, right? So everybody is on the same page, speaking the same language. For example, if a coffee roaster from Prague talks about his coffee having blueberry notes, then a coffee shop owner in London or in Boston knows exactly what he's talking about. That's why we have this. So here's what we're going to do in this episode. I'm going to walk you through the aroma and flavor notes listed in this most recent World Coffee Research Sensory Lexicon. That is a mouthful. And I'll give you my comments. So if you want to follow along, feel free to pause this episode, go pull up the PDF, either by going through my website, Roast and Reason, um, or Google the World Coffee Research Sensory Lexicon. And you can look at it while I run you through this information. If not, that's fine. We'll just go through it on the podcast. But before we get into the meat of this episode, I want to make a few quick points first. Number one, if you're thinking at this point, what in the hell is he talking about and why am I listening to this episode? You know, when I drink coffee, I just taste coffee and that's all I want my coffee to taste like. That is completely fine. The thing is that when we talk about these different tasting notes... It doesn't mean that the coffee actually tastes like you're eating a blueberry. It still tastes like coffee, right? It still is coffee, but these different tasting notes help differentiate one coffee from another. Because not all coffees taste the same, right? So that's what we're talking about here. These subtle underlying flavor notes that help us tell one coffee from another, and if you get really good at this, there are some classic flavor notes and characteristics of coffees from different areas of the world. So if you, the more coffee you drink, and if you get good at this, you'll be able to try a coffee and say, I think that's probably from Ethiopia, or I think that's probably from Guatemala. Um, coffee pros can do that. Number two. We are When we talk about these flavor notes, we are talking about light to medium roast coffees here. If you are a dark coffee lover, I was one of you once, and I can promise you that if you only drink dark coffee, like the coffee that is served at Starbucks, you will not taste like 90% of these flavor notes. The reason why is as coffee is roasted to a dark roast level essentially all, they they all start tasting the same. So the only flavors that you are going to taste are from the roast itself. So you are going to get burnt caramel, burnt, and smoky flavors. You're going to lose all of these other subtle flavors. So really, when we are talking about some of these fruity flavors, or floral flavors, or vegetable-like flavors, you're really only going to get that in a light to medium roast. Number three, and this is my last point before we get into this, even though the Specialty Coffee Association and the World Coffee Research Organization and and the coffee industry as a whole has a list of set-defined official tasting notes, that does not mean that you have to taste these things and nothing else as you see, when we go through this, I haven't tasted 50 to 75% of this stuff in my coffee and 50 to 75% of it. I don't want to taste in my coffee. There's some straight up nasty notes, uh, in, in this lexicon. And I taste things that aren't in the lexicon too. So just because it's not on this list, if you taste it in your coffee, you taste it. So I have a bit of a of a contrarian mindset here compared to some kind of sticklers in the industry. You know, I I firmly believe you taste what you taste. So, if it doesn't fit into somebody else's defined taste wheel or vocabulary set, then so be it. I view these as a great place to start. So, if you haven't had a lot of experience tasting coffee, this list or the Coffee Association Flavor Wheel is a great place to start because it'll tell you, hey, you might come across these kinds of flavors. But if you taste something else, you taste something else. If you taste fresh tennis balls, you know, like when you open a new thing of fresh tennis balls that, have that has that unique flavor, or if you taste burnt rubber, then God damn it, you taste fresh tennis balls and nobody else can tell you any differently. Okay, so is everybody with me? So let's go through this list. Some of these items, and again, this is the brand new list from 2017. Some of these items I'm just gonna list off because some of them don't really need an explanation. If I tell you lemon is a flavor note, which it is, you know what a lemon tastes like. We're done. I don't need to go into it. Some will give you a bit of commentary. Um, like if there are some flavor notes that are particularly characteristic of certain coffees, I'll mention that. If there are some flavor notes that need explanation as to what the hell they mean, I'll give you that explanation. So before we go in, though, I'm going to start with the general categories. So this is kind of the chapters that this PDF is broken down into. The general categories are as follows. Number one, Taste basics. And we'll go into all of these right after I list them off. Number two, fruity. Number three, sour and acidic. Number four, alcohol and fermented. Number five, green or vegetable. Number six, stale or papery. Number seven, earthy. Number eight, chemical. Number nine, roasted. Number 10, cereal. Number 11, spices. Number 12, nutty. Number 13, chocolate or cocoa. 14, sweet. 15, floral. 16, amplitude. And 17, mouthfeel. So 16 and 17 aren't specifically flavor notes, but they're other characteristics of the coffee, and we'll go into those at the end. So let's start from the top with taste basics there are four general flavors or categories of flavors that you might come across. Sweet, sour, bitter, and salty. The coffee bean is a seed of a fruit, the coffee cherry. So good coffee, coffee that is harvested, processed, and roasted well, should be slightly sweet. So there's going to be sweet flavors. I am sure that you have already noticed that some coffees are bitter without even knowing that this was one of the basic flavors. The reason why here is the caffeine molecule that we love in our coffee that gives us that buzz is bitter. So if you took 100% refined caffeine and put it on your tongue, it would be extremely bitter. It's a very bitter molecule So that imparts some of the bitter flavor in coffee. There's also a lot of acids in coffee, some of which impart additional bitter flavor. When we talk about sour as being one of the basic flavors, just think about sucking on a lemon. It's that kind of sour. And yes, salty is a known flavor in coffee. I have personally... This is something that I personally don't come across and, and think, "Mm, I'm drinking salty coffee today. And frankly, it's not really a taste that I want in my coffee, but it is a known flavor that can occur in coffee. So that's the basics. And we're going to hit each of the additional categories as, and just kind of march down the list. So fruit, it's, again, it's not really surprising that coffee can have a number of different fruity flavors. It is, in fact, a seed from a fruit. The fruit flavors are frequently lost in dark roasts. So I mentioned that really these flavor profiles are with light roasts or medium roasts. Some of the flavors, though, actually come out in darker roasts. So like roasted and nutty flavors tend to predominate in darker roasts the fruit and floral fragrances really get lost as you roast a coffee darker and darker and darker so for the fruit flavors we're really talking about light and medium roasts here so you can describe coffee as fruity as a general description or berry in general and when you say berry in general think about like uh berry jelly or or berry preserves but we can also get a little bit more descriptive and specific. It can be strawberry, raspberry, blueberry, and blackberry are all possible flavor notes in coffee. I, did, I personally detect a lot of these berry flavors most commonly in coffees from Africa, particularly Kenya and Ethiopia coffees. The blueberry flavor is really classic for certain natural processed Ethiopian coffees. I I haven't detected it in much other coffees throughout the world other than those natural processed Ethiopians. Another major fruit category is citrus fruit. And that can be broken down further. So again, you may hear or read someone describe their coffee as having citrus flavors. Or it may get a little bit more specific. So lemon, grapefruit orange, and lime. Those those are the specific citrus fruits that you can describe your coffee by. These citrus flavors, again, are are pretty classic for African coffees, particularly the washed African coffees. You, You commonly get a lot of citrus flavors in them. And like I said, there are a lot of possible fruit flavors. So we're not done with fruit yet. We're still in the fruit category. Apple, pear, peach, grape, cherry, pomegranate, coconut, and pineapple. Are all official flavors on this list. I have personally never in my life tasted coconut notes in coffee, but maybe that's just me. Um, That is an official tasting note. You can also describe things like dried fruit, raisins, prunes, and dried tropical fruit. Think like a dried pineapple or a dried mango. Those are possible flavor notes in coffee as well. So that wraps up the fruit flavors. Now, there are some fruit that aren't on this list. Things like kiwi, banana. You could theoretically taste those in your coffee. They're not on the official list, but I've seen them described in some coffees. Again, we go back to that general general rule. This, This list is a great place to start for us as coffee consumers, and as we try to develop our palate, but it is not the be-all end-all. The next category is a little bit more difficult to explain, and that's the sour or acidic category. And the reason why it's a little more difficult to explain is when I say a fruit flavor, for instance, when I say pineapple, I bet all of you can imagine what I'm talking about. You've tasted a pineapple before, right? Whether you like it or not is a different story, but you've tasted one before. You know what it tastes like. But when we're talking about sour or acidic notes, something like acetic acid. uh, Has anyone out there tasted acetic acid? I, I personally haven't drank from a bottle of acetic acid. So it's a little harder to describe what I'm talking about. But I'll give you kind of a description to, to visualize in your mind what those tasting notes taste like. So, acetic acid. We'll start with that. That's one of the one of the tasting notes in this sour and acid category. Think vinegar. So, acetic acid, vinegar. Butyric acid. Uh, fermented sour flavor like you get in Parmesan cheese. Isovaleric acid. I have no damn idea what this tastes like. I I have literally no idea. The guide tells you what some of these things taste or smell like so that you can calibrate your palate or your nose to them. So the guide tells you that it smells and tastes like sweaty foot odor or Romano cheese. I shit you not, sweaty foot odor or a mono cheese. So tomorrow, you can look for sweaty foot odor notes in your coffee. No, thank you. Citric acid. This one's a little bit more pleasant. Uh, think lemon. And malic acid. This is kind of a sweet, sour, fruity type um, flavor. So let's move on to slightly more pleasant tasting notes. Onto a category of some of my favorite non-coffee drinks, alcohol. Here, uh, here are a few alcohol and fermented tasting notes that you can detect in coffee. So, alcohol. So, if you taste something that tastes or smells like vodka, that can be described as alcohol notes. Whiskey. Think of a few of my friends named Jack and Jim. Wine or whiny, and it's typically red wine that we're talking about here. And wine or whiny flavor in coffee is a pretty classic flavor for a natural processed coffee. They tend to be a little funkier, a little whinier. Some people hate this in coffee. Some people love it to each their own. Um, But if you taste or hear something whiny, I want you to think that it's most likely a natural processed coffee. And then you can also get fermented or overripe flavors here. Think like a malty beer for fermented or overripe bananas for the overripe flavor. Moving right along. So the sensory lexicon talks about green or vegetable flavors. I have really only tasted anything in this category in Sumatra coffees that occasionally have a green, jungly flavor or bell pepper flavor, especially at lighter roasts. And bell pepper is actually not in this list, but I've seen some Sumatra coffees described that way, and I've tasted some of those notes in some light roast Sumatra coffees. But here are the official green flavor notes. Olive oil. Under-ripe fruit. Pea pod, green, literally green in quotes is a flavor note. Fresh, like green in quotes, fresh in quotes. And with fresh, they say, think fresh cut grass. Dark green, think green beans for that one. Vegetative, think asparagus. Hay-like, herb-like, and beans. So think pinto beans. So to be upfront and honest, I've never tasted most of this nonsense in my coffee. Olive oil? No. Asparagus? Nope. And if if in the next edition of this thing, they come up with the odor of urine after eating asparagus as a flavor note, I'm really going to lose my shit. Um, beans? No. So I don't pick this stuff up in my coffee. And most of it i don't want to but again i will tell you the possible flavor notes that are officially part of this lexicon um hopefully some of this stuff only comes up in poorly processed coffees that never make it to the market and we never buy um so let's let's talk about a, another not so pleasant category stale and papery yes you can pick up flavors of stale Papery and Cardboard. Those are the three official flavors in this category. Unfortunately, I have tasted some of these flavors. I have tasted coffee that has tasted stale, papery and cardboardy all in one. Most of these are really old stale coffees that were on the grocery store shelf for way too long or got lost in the back of my pantry and I tried to see if it still tasted good and it didn't. Um, The other time you can get this is in really poorly roasted coffee. So if you're a home roaster starting out, I've made a couple of these coffees and immediately thrown them away. Um, And hopefully you're not buying from a roaster that, that gives you coffee that tastes like cardboard. So our next general category is earthy. So wood. And earthy can be pleasant flavors, particularly in Sumatra coffees. Sumatra coffees tend to give you a lot of these very unique things that you don't get in many other coffees. And this guide doesn't break down woody in many different categories, but in other areas, I have seen wood broken down into pine or cedar or the different varieties of wood. But you can also just say it has a woody flavor or a woody smell to it. However, in the earthy category, there there are some flavor notes that are just gross. Musty, moldy, and damp. like Think your basement. Uh, Animal. In other words, the smell of a farm animal. I don't want to smell farm animal, nor do I want to taste farm animal in my coffee. And meaty, brothy, like beef broth. Again, it's a great mistake. I don't want it in my coffee. Um, So let's... Let's hit another lovely, yummy category, and that's chemical. So our bitter and salty flavors that were in the kind of the general tastes are are lumped here as well, but there are some other flavors here as well, like medicinal notes, iodine, alcohol, and band-aids. Gross. And those are joined by other lovely notes, such as rubber, petroleum, and skunky, and I'm I'm just going to leave it at that. No comment. I'm just going to move on. So to the next category, roasted. Now we're talking. Now some of this stuff might taste good because I, I don't really see any situation where Band-Aid tastes good in my coffee. But tobacco and pipe tobacco, we might be talking depending on what kind of coffee I'm drinking and what kind of mood I'm in. I find these notes in coffees from Indonesia and elsewhere in Asia. Um, so those can be kind of deep, complex, delicious coffees that'll give you pipe tobacco and some earthy flavors. Um, and again, some of these, some of these other tasting notes in the roasted category, I alluded to this earlier, are mostly found in dark roasts. And it really has to do with the roasting technique itself, not the inherent flavors in the coffee bean. So we're talking about the chemical changes that happen during roasting or when you generate smoke. So you can get a flavor like liquid smoke, an ashy or burnt or smoky flavor. You can also get roasted notes like roasted peanuts, grains, and malty flavors. Those are all in the roast category. Spice flavors are pretty self-explanatory and they include black pepper, anise, nutmeg, brown spice, baking spices, cinnamon, and clove. Nutty flavors tend to be fairly common too, and those can be relatively self-explanatory. Almond, hazelnut, and peanuts are the official flavors listed in the sensory guide. But I have also seen flavors like walnut and pistachio and some other nuts uh, described elsewhere, but they're not part of this official lexicon. The next category is chocolate. This is probably the first one that I started tasting after I moved on from my, well, coffee just tastes like coffee phase. So as you expand your and develop your, your palate, the first thing I personally started tasting was, hmm, that kind of tastes like milk chocolate or like dark chocolate. Or, hey, that tastes like chocolate. And that's a start, right? And then as you develop your palate, you might be able to differentiate between milk and dark chocolate. I find chocolate flavors to be fairly common in Central American uh, coffees. So I mentioned that when we started this list that coffee should have subtle hints of sweetness. That sweet flavor can be described just as sweet. So it can taste like sugar, which you'd probably describe as, hey, that just kind of tastes a little sweet. But more commonly, it manifests as something a little bit more complex. And that makes sense. Because coffee beans are being roasted. So they're being cooked and roasted and browned. So all of those chemical reactions happen during roasting that transform the sugars. So the sugars are being caramelized. So instead of just straight sugar- or Splenda or Stevia-type flavor, the sweet notes in coffee tend to be on the darker side. So like brown sugar, molasses, maple syrup, caramelized sugar, honey, vanilla. So those are all official sweet flavor notes that you might detect in your coffee. We already mentioned fruity flavors, but the next category is floral flavors, and floral flavors can be found in coffee too. That sentence was very hard to say for some reason. So you might detect a floral aroma or flavor and leave it at that. So you can describe it as there's something flower-like or floral here, but sometimes you can get a little bit more specific. So specific tasting notes include rose, Jasmine, chamomile, and black tea. On top of that, I've seen a bunch of other floral notes described elsewhere, but not in this lexicon. Things like honeysuckle, hibiscus, green tea, um, coffee blossom. But those aren't included on the official list. This official list includes rose, jasmine, chamomile, and black tea, and that's it. So that's the end of the officially listed flavor notes. In addition to those flavor notes, other characteristics can be used to describe coffee, and they're described in this lexicon. So the overall impact or sensory impression can be described. The longevity, or how long the flavor lasts in your mouth the full the, the body of the coffee so it's either thick and full bodied like syrup or thin and light bodied how balanced the flavors are does one and and how how blended and balanced the flavors are does one flavor predominate or are they fairly well balanced in addition to a thick or thin mouthfeel is the coffee mouth drying so does it make you pucker does it have a metallic or oily taste in your mouth so all of those things are described in this list i find a lot of these things to be really really hard to detect and describe that may just be me but i find them very very difficult so let's take a deep breath and give yourself a pat on the back we've made it through this list And my real goal in covering this information was not to make all of you into professional coffee tasters. Um, I am never going to be one. (laughs) Um, And my goal is not to transform you guys into them either. But my goal here was to give you an idea of the official flavor notes that the pros use and use to describe coffee as a starting point. So the next time you're tasting coffee, whether you're doing a cupping or whether you're just tasting your your next morning's cup of coffee, I wanted to give you guys some descriptors, some flavor notes that you might detect so that you can start figuring out and describing what you taste in your coffee. But let me repeat what I said at the beginning of the episode. You taste what you taste, period, the end. Regardless of if that is on an official lexicon list or not. For instance, while I'm recording this episode, I'm drinking a coffee. I'm drinking an Ethiopia coffee. It's called Sweetheart from Olympia Coffee Roasting Company. Uh, It's from Ethiopia. And the flavors I get are similar to the ones that they describe on the bag. I get kind of like a a candied lemon or a lemon, like a lemon candy, um, not lemon. So what I just described is not an official tasting that lemon is, but I don't really get lemon. It's lemon with a little sugar on it or like a sugared lemon alcohol drink. Uh, I get a little bit of peach. That is on the list. I get a little bit of chocolate. That is on the list. But they describe it on the bag, candied lemon peel, apricot jam, and chocolate. Well, lemon and apricot are on the list and chocolate is, but candied lemon peel and apricot jam aren't. So just because things aren't aren't on this list doesn't mean you can't use those words and doesn't mean that you're not going to see them on specialty coffee bags. The other point I'd like to make is Taste is a sensory experience. It has a lot to do with smell. And taste and particularly smell really have the ability to bring us back to certain times or places in our lives. So if flavors in a specific coffee really catch you, and remind you of your grandmother's baking and being there in the kitchen as your grandmother bakes an apple pie or something, or the smell of pipe tobacco coming from your dad's pipe, or running through an evergreen forest with your friend when you were a kid, then that's your experience and that's your flavor notes. Whether you can describe it or not, who cares, right? If a coffee reminds you of something memorable in your life then go there don't stick to a list just because it's created by somebody so thank you all of i really want to thank all of you guys for for supporting this podcast and and supporting me and and roast and reason um please feel free to reach out with any questions that you have or suggestions or topics that you might want to hear on on an upcoming podcast episode i'm all ears. Um, you can contact me on roast and com. There's a contact page, or you can email me directly at Andrew at roast and com. Thank you guys very much. And I will see you on the next episode of the podcast. See ya.